This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton, and for this week, uh, we have sort of a special episode for you guys, a bit of a bonus, if you will. Um, So this is basically kind of an excerpt from episode 24 that uh, me and Sid basically decided to uh, splice and... uh, uh, basically release it as its own thing. Um, just in case you may not know, uh, episode 24, our previous episode, we had uh, Maxi Bernard from Friendship Effort Victory, a uh, podcast slash blog about uh, Shonen Jump that you could find at friendshipeffortvictory.com. Uh, Maxi's been writing some very interesting uh, blog posts about uh, certain topics involving Jump, including uh, his reviews of uh, the two new series that have debuted in Jump uh, over the past two weeks, uh, those being We Never Learn and uh, U19, which uh, me and Sid will definitely be talking about on the next full episode of the podcast. But uh, yeah, so... Um, the thing about episode 24 was that uh, in terms of just raw audio, in terms of the raw recording, uh, we recorded about four hours worth of audio. Uh, and uh, honestly, with my schedule, I like uh, if I had to actually sit through all of that audio, listen to it and actually edit all of it, uh, the podcast probably would have ended up being about a day or two late because I would have had to spend a lot of time editing that and it definitely wouldn't have been out on uh, Friday like we try to do nowadays. So me and Sid thought that, uh, you know, just in between episodes, we'd release uh, part of it on its own just to tide you guys over until the next one. But uh, so basically what we ended up cutting out of the show was our survey discussion. Uh, basically, Sid goes over all of the data from our recent survey uh, that we put out for the podcast so that you guys can uh, give us some uh, feedback and let us know uh, uh, such things as uh, where you listen to the podcast, uh, what special guests you want us to have on more, uh, you know, uh, and basically give us some ideas on what you want to hear uh, hear us talk about on the podcast and whatnot. So uh, we want to thank all you guys who took the survey for giving us a uh, very valuable information that we will be using uh, to just make the podcast better and more interesting. Um, so we spent about 40 minutes talking about those. Um, and right afterwards, uh, something I wanted to include in the episode proper as well, uh, before we decided to splice it out was uh, our discussion of love rush, uh, which ran in Weekly Shonen Jump for about 13 chapters uh, last year in 2016, um, but was unfortunately canceled along with uh, Red Sprite. Uh, Just for reference, uh, the only series to come out of those three new series, uh, The Promised Neverland, uh, is uh, still running at the time of this uh, episode recording. So, um, So there's a bit of tidbit information, whatever, for you guys out there. Um... But yeah, so we spent about talk- uh, 20 minutes talking about that, basically talking about my thoughts on Love Rush as I have finally read all of it and uh, Sid and Maxi uh, telling me why they think Love Rush is a good comic, um, essentially. Uh, again, to my surprise, they had good things to say. So that basically spurred me to actually read all of it after being somewhat turned off and disappointed by the first chapter um so that was an interesting discussion 
that again at first I was sort of uh uh pimping as uh a sort of made attraction to the episode at first along with our discussion of uh the New York Times bestselling manga and graphic novels list being removed and uh just the state of show to jump in general but uh again uh we decided it would be best uh just to release uh these two discussions as a uh, separate bonus episode um so you guys uh, so we hope you guys enjoy that um and i guess just one other thing i want to put out there that um seems to be uh just just kind of address the elephant in the room um i mean if if you're listening to this on iTunes it probably won't matter but uh we want to apologize for um for all the issues we've been having on iTunes uh I know I sort of mentioned on our Twitter, that's at manga underscore Mavericks, um, that uh, we have been having trouble uploading uh, the last episode of the podcast onto iTunes for some reason. We're still kind of figuring that out right now. Um, hopefully we can get that fixed soon. So, uh, you know, if, like, if you're listening to this, hopefully, uh, you know, you're listening to this on the website. That's at allcomic.com. Uh, remember, you know, you can still listen to every episode of the podcast on the website and, uh, you know, uh, download it from the website as well. So there's that. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get all that business fixed. Uh, that does kind of bum me out that I can't listen to because I, I prefer listening to the podcast through uh, my podcast app on my iPhone. And uh, because we can't get it on iTunes, I can't do that. So. That kind of sucks. But, you know, if you don't mind listening from your browser, be it on your uh, desktop or laptop or whatever, you know, on your phone, you know, you can still listen to it on the website. And, you know, th that's all that matters. It's still up there. It's an option um, if you really want to listen to us. Um, so hopefully we can get that fixed. Um, but I don't think there's anything I want to talk about uh, at least not until the end of the show, which, uh, basically after the show, I'll be sure to pop right back in and, uh, you know, do all our usual plugs or whatever, letting you know where you can, uh, find more of the podcast and whatnot. So without further ado, enjoy our bonus discussions, uh, around our podcast survey and short lived jump series, Love Rush. Enjoy. We should get on to because uh, because uh, uh, all past um, all all through January while JoJo's month was going on, we've been uh, we've been trying to promote the hell out of our our year end survey, and uh, which if you're listening to this, uh, that is now closed, and we mm -hmm. want to thank everybody who has uh, taken the time to uh, fill that out and uh, given us any kind of feedback for the show through that and really just in general. Yeah, it was really appreciated. Thank you, guys. So, uh, we, uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't go at least through some of the survey results before we go on to the rest of the show. But, uh, so, uh, Sid, you were the one who started the survey for that. You have all the results in front of you. What do you got for us? Yeah, so first off, there were just some general comments. I wonder if girls like manga too. Okay, yeah, I saw which, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, which when uh, the the demographic seemed to s suggest yes, though not as much as guys, at least in our vocal. Uh, and good first year, keep it up. Another keep it up, and this is this is why I want to mention these random comics. Sid is best girl. 
<laughs> I, lost, I lost it so much when I saw that. <laughs> Thank you. That's very that's very kind of you. See, but, um, Sid, Sid, you're somebody's waifu. Yeah. I love how enthused you sound about that. Yeah, I did something. (laughs) I wish I was somebody's waifu. Maybe you can be my waifu, Colton. That's that's not as special. Just get yourself printed on a body pillow, and you're halfway there. (laughs) Okay, there we go. But yeah, let's break down these categories now. So first, I just want to get some general demographics information. So basically, according to our poll, our readers mostly tend to be between the ranges of 18 to 24. Though we do have like a few viewers that are in their late 20s to their late 30s. And we even have some who are under 12 years old. So we do have some kids listening, which... Uh, maybe we should cut back on the profanity. Yeah, yeah, bit. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess just kind of, just kind of jumping ahead real quick. Somebody actually suggested that maybe we, um, cut down on the swearing, which, you know, after seeing that and seeing that we actually have people younger than 12 listening to us, I, I think, I think I could probably manage that actually. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> uh, but most of our listeners seem to be male. Two thirds of our listener base appears to be male. But we we do have some female listeners. About a fifth of our listeners are female. I just assumed Allison was our only female listener. Well, the demographic suggests that we do have more than just Allison. Wow, well, that's good at least. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are girls who uh, read manga and listen to our podcast, which is nice. That's that's good. W- w- women exist. That's good to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they aren't imaginary on the internet. I know, right? There's actually this. Okay, there's actually uh, this great podcast between two translators that I, that uh, I want to recommend to you guys. Translator Seat Time. I just discovered it, and it's uh, yeah. They're freelance translators for Vertical and Kadansha stuff, and they go into some interesting details about, like, their process and, like, how okay. translation works. Uh, Amanda and Jill, I think, are their names. Pretty good. It's Translators Tea Time. It's a, it's a good podcast. So you can look that up. I will definitely take a note of that and listen to that later. Yeah. So that's a that's a good uh, female run podcast too, which is why I want to mention it. But uh, yeah, so most of our listeners appear to live in North America. That five percent from Europe, I'm pretty sure, is just Maxi. Nah, <laughs> it's possible. Nah. <laughs> nah, couldn't be Maxi. Nah. I mean, to be fair, as I understand politics at the moment, I'm only in Europe for a little longer. <laughs> that's, it, that's your quality uh, Brexit humor for all of your American listeners there. They'll get it. Well, <laughs> they'll get it. I, wow. I, might, I, I don't know. But the way things are going over here, who knows if I'm going to stay in this country much longer? <laughs> hey, I mean, the way things are going, I mean, uh, we might as well just move to the moon at this point. If only we could. We get there and we're going to lie beach dead like Vilzax. Just get to hang out with all the rabbits that hammer the mochi up there. Mochi. 
Yeah, I guess Bass, I guess we, I guess we would have food because Boss Rabbit was still making mochi up there. I guess uh, presuming he came back to life after the moon got blew up, like yeah, no one ever talks about that. (laughs) Well, it's not like Master Roshi knew, you know. That's true. He's he's innocent in this. He he didn't know. Yeah. I wonder how many people think the whole rabbit in a moon thing is just a Dragon Ball thing. Probably a few people. Well, that well, that's assuming they read anything before Z. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that as well. So, yeah, you go, just maybe no one knows about the rabbits in the moon. It's Japan's greatest folktale secret. <laughs> that's it's too bad, because I, I think the boss rabbit chapter is legitimately one of my favorite chapters in Dragon Ball. It's a great reference. It's, like, yeah. it's fantastic. Wow, that is something I've never heard from a Dragon Ball fan. <laughs> And I'll probably never hear again, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's get back to the poll here. Um, <laughs> so, most of our listeners, it's pretty even split, like, in terms of how often they listen to us. Uh, between two to three hours a month and three to six hours a month. So, generally, based on that, I they listen to most of our entire episodes, or at least all of them, because that's... Basically, how we generally average out in terms of output, about three to six hours. Yeah, about that that much a month. Yeah. And some of us listen to us a little bit more of that with six to nine, but mm. we're only a couple people, and then no one listens to us more than that, so we don't seem to have too many like re-listeners of our backlog. Well, I mean, con- considering, uh, like Maxie said, how much we put out last month, I would, yeah. I would, I would be kind of surprised if no one has listened to us for at least nine hours at a time. Yeah, I know for a fact that uh, that there are people have listened to our, the, those entire things on YouTube. So, oh well, that's good. Uh, but generally, most people's ideal episode length is one hour or less. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna may, you can maybe hope for that with movie Mavericks or something, but like with the way manga fights and manga Mavericks have been turning out, those are yeah, we're we're at least gonna go one to two hours, which is like this. It's not that far behind people with who want who uh prefer one hour or less. It's only six percent behind. Might as well warn people now. This is probably gonna be three hours, three and a half hours easy. Yeah. yeah, it seems like my vote for one hour podcast hasn't worked out in my favor, has it? Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly <laughs> enough, people prefer, there are some, a lot more people who prefer the three plus hours episodes to episodes that are between two to three hours, which is well, pretty I th- interesting. I think as it goes, people either want you to like go big or go small. Like the in-betweens kind of just, it, it's a weird area. Like there's actual business marketing that like says that that's the way it tends to go is people either want the smallest possible thing or the largest possible thing. And I, I mean, you yeah. guys do all right. Like, I mean, I, I literally listen to your episodes about one hour at a time and then do something else for a bit, come back to it later. Mm. Uh, but like, it, because it's well-structured, like, that's not a difficulty at all. Like, you don't lose yourself in the episodes. Like, you, you've made the, the long format work. Yeah, I think having the podcast breakdown also helps so people can skip around to the topics they're really interested in. And if they, oh, like, stop, they know, like, okay, this is the where I should go if I want to listen to this. So that's why I'm really glad we we started 
putting in the podcast breakdown because it makes it so much easier for people to like listen to these long podcasts. And of course, personally for me, I like it when podcasts include those because, you know, as a listener, I like to skip around or like go to what I'm most interested first and then backtrack. So. See, I must be a crazy person then because whatever podcast I listen to, I usually listen to all of it. Well, I listen, usually listen to all of the podcasts I listen to too, but I like having the, I like having the ability to skip around to like what I'm most interested in listening to first. Or like, fair, if yeah. I have to, if I have to stop at like a, I, I know around where I should jump back in. Mm-hmm. It depends a lot on the podcast as well. Like there's a big difference to listening to like something like uh, regular features of podcasts I listen to that's 40 minutes long. Like I'll listen to that in one chunk. Uh, whereas like something like, uh, like other comics podcasts I listen to, cause it's a recurring thing. It seems that if it's about comics or manga or whatever, like it goes longer. Like, they tend to be better suited by having, like, segments they talk about or reviews in there and that to being, like, chunked up and that and digested in bits. Yeah. But I think our podcast works in that you can listen to it all in one go or you can split it up and it's yeah. still a good experience. Well, that that's good at least. It's certainly good background noise. Like, uh, something to listen to while doing another thing and that. Yeah. But it's good to know exactly what parts our listeners really enjoy about our show. And it seems like about a third of our listeners particularly enjoy our discussions on specific manga and our reviews. It's it's funny because uh, when I was looking at the results a little earlier on when we were uh, starting to uh, promote our survey, a lot of people were uh, a lot of people were were uh, saying that they according to the data, we're really liking the uh, Q&As the most. <laughs> yeah, Q&As are not far behind. They're only like 5% far behind, which is like one person behind based on this. So Q&As are, like, are also have a third of like what our, what our listeners really like about our show. So basically the manga discussion and Q&As are something to do more of in the future, basically. But remember, guys, to do Q&As, you got to send us questions, which you can send us at mangamavericks at gmail.com. Love answering them. Maybe we'll do another Q&A special like our JoJo's thing if we get a lot of them. Yeah. You guys still there? You were quiet. Just just enjoying like that completely effortless plug for feedback. Like that was that was really well done. I'm getting better at them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh as someone who voted in the survey and as such can like have a nice look at the results and that, I was pleased to see that anyone at all like voted as me being an okay guest. Like that was that was quite nice and flattering. Uh I can understand why Manovsky article got many more votes than me. <laughs> But, uh, but like, that was real nice. Yeah, let's skip down to people's favorite guests. Uh, Minovsky, like, pretty much blew away most other people. But it's pretty interesting because, like, early on, like, he wasn't getting a whole lot of votes. But then, like, a bunch of people seemed to vote at him, like, all in a, in a go, it seemed, which was really interesting to see. But yeah, he's our most popular guest, so we definitely need to have him back on. And then Josh is behind him by about five percent, so one person. And yeah, Maxim and Vlord are also very popular too. And we're definitely going to have all of you guys back on in the future, like pretty regularly. We're we're definitely going to have everybody 
uh, everybody back on at some point. Uh, Ma- Maxi, we're taking care of right away. Um, you just you can't get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, you're like cheap trick. You're always going to be hanging around our back. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully we're going to have uh, Bomber back on pretty soon uh, in the next couple of months, too. We we still want to talk to him about Shunned Sunday and whatnot. Mm-hmm. To backtrack a little bit, uh, it's also interesting to see that people's favorite part of Manga Fight seems to be the speed round. Hey, well, that's where most of the comedy gold is. Yeah. I say, as, as a Manga <laughs> Fighter, that was my favorite part because I just got to go and do silly stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Speedrun uh, really makes you think on your feet, and you can say some pretty crazy things when you need to, like, bullshit an argument. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now moving on to what people thought was their favorite episode among the Mavericks last year, we have a basically a four-way tie between 20 years of Inuyasha retrospective, the retrospective me and Velor did on Inuyasha, where we... Uh, recounted its history and counted down our top 10 favorite moments from the series. And then we have episode 16, You Can Never Have Enough South Park References, where I, where Colton was off that weekend, I had Wheelord on, and we discussed, uh, Goo's biggest anime to manga fails list and Goo's, uh, worst Jonah Jump heroines list, which were some pretty, uh, interesting lists. That we had a lot of heated stuff to say about. It's also our only episode to date, which is under an hour long. So maybe that factored in. Huh. Uh, then we have episode 17. We need to read more shoujo manga and kochikame. Where we talked about that uh, top 10 shoujo manga you'd recommend to men list. And we <laughs> lamented how we had only read like my love story. And... <coughs> part of some of the other stuff and then it's like yeah we need to read more shoujo uh i don't remember what were the other standout moments from that episode because that was actually an interesting episode i saw that was pretty popular well i mean i mean obviously uh from what i could tell in the title uh we talked a lot about kochikame and how that was ending at the time yeah, so maybe there was a lot of people who appreciated that, too. And maybe they liked that uh, title card I made for that one where I basically took all the, like, ho- Kochikame hochi- uh, homage pictures from all the Shonen Jump series in, uh, in that issue. Where, you know, the ones where they had the... With the unibrow? The, yeah, the, u- the uh, unibrow, like, Easter egg. And I, like, compiled all those together. So maybe they also just appreciate on the fact that of that title card. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then, finally, we Casey's Horrible Halloween Horror Hour was a very popular episode. I'm glad I'm glad people liked that one, because that's actually one of my favorite episodes, personally. Yeah. Casey is our most popular guest, so yeah, it seems that episode has a lot of fans. So, just speaking personally, what, do you, what were your guys' favorite episode from Manga Mavericks last year? Colton and Maxie. Well, like I said, uh, the the uh, Halloween episode we recorded with Casey was re- very good because I was really looking forward to all the recommendations he had. Um, <clears throat> and then just off the top of my head, um, I guess uh, one of my favorite episodes is still when uh, when uh, when I got that you say Matsui news fresh. And I, fr- <laughs> I was freaking out for at least ten minutes. Yeah, I think that was episode ten. I told that we discussed that. So yeah, that was, that's definitely one of our best moments that, for sure. That and um, that and our Ajin discussion was very good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, we we got on for an hour on that. 
this really good series that we had a lot to say about. Yeah, like I, I know nothing about Arjun, and I still listened to all of that chat about it. It was, it was good. Oh. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say, Maxie, you better read it. It's really good, and I yeah. love it. I, I, I might get around to reading it at some point. I'm certainly never gonna watch the animation. Like I'm, I'm throwing it out there now because <sighs> no, it's not ugly. It's not bad CG though. It's pretty good. I d- Oh, oh, oh CG that. doesn't work for me. I'm a, I'm a snob. Uh, I can't help it. Uh, well. with, the, with the exception of Knights of Sidonia, where the story was actually good enough, I forgot it was CG for a bit. Well, I guess for what it's worth, I do prefer the manga. So you're not exactly wrong in wanting to read it over watch it. Yeah, I just want to put out there too, like, I really did want to try the anime, but like, it was one of those things where I'm like... I already read the manga, so, like, I kind of already know the story pretty well, so, like, I didn't really have as much interest in watching it, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel super necessary if you've already read the original material. Like, there's very few cases where I'll watch an adaptation of something that I'm already into. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, so the episode I voted for was also the one where you need to read more shoujo manga and talked about Kochikame. Because I really like shoujo manga and Koshikai. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, but, and, and it got me curious as to whether you guys like have gotten around to remedying your complete lack of reading a demographic. Uh, I was I actually, um, I don't know if this is maybe giving away too much, but uh, and I won't say too much just in, uh, just because um, uh, we don't uh, we don't have any set plans for this just yet. But uh, I've been trying to get around to reading Skip Beat. Uh, just because I I have already watched a lot of the anime for that, and I, I remember I remember liking it just fine, and actually thought it was kind of funny in places. Um, so I I figured I'd, I'd at least try and read that. Though every time I try to read it, like something always interrupts me and comes up, and always takes takes time away from me reading it. Uh, like Yu Gi Oh Duel Links. <laughs> um, <laughs> Duel Links is uh, the new Pokemon Go. Pretty much. Should we just Except like way stop the podcast and talk about Duel Links? Because not that I've been thinking about it a lot. No, <laughs> but, like, no, I, I, wish, that, I wish. I wish. I will refer people to the post Maxi made about it today on <laughs> Friendship Defer Victory, which was I've really great. Obsessed with it. Like, it's, oh man, I haven't. I haven't gotten the chance to read it yet. It's just it. It oh, it does nostalgia in such a good way. Like, yeah, like literally, go to friendshipeffortvictory.com, read the post, so I don't just take up all the podcasts for this. But like, for a game that's like the game's good, it's not the most amazing thing in the world, but it does so much stuff in a really clever and manipulative way to like get an audience that hasn't cared about Yu-Gi-Oh for about a decade. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Um, Sid, definitely put that in the show notes. Um, oh but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to get around to reading Skip Beat uh, pretty soon, actually, because I actually have been interested in reading it. Well, I mean, you you get a free pass on that because whilst I read a lot of shoujo manga, I I can tell you for a fact we have like t- somewhere between twelve and fifteen volumes. It's the three in ones, and I can't think how many we have uh, of Skip Beat downstairs that belong to my partner Raven, and I've just I've not got around to it. It looks really good. It is. I love it. I, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite. It's 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 not my favorite anymore because I read Saris and I really like Saris, but it's it's still one of my fav all time favorite manga. Skip beat, like I love wow. the main character. She's one of my favorite uh, female characters in manga, and generally it's like it's just really really good. It's the drama is just all on a point. 
it's got a good reputation for a reason. Like there's a reason why it's got this. Uh, it's got like a dub being done that was kickstarted, hasn't it? Yeah, by yeah, by Pie Piper, and yeah, that was that's very gratifying to see like all the support for it too. You know, so it's really really cool that that dub is being made and I love keeping up with the updates on it and, and the process, like very passionate, like people working on it and a very passionate fan base who are like very active and like giving feedback and stuff, which is really cool. But uh, were there any other results that we wanted to talk about, Sid? Well, I didn't mention like if I was reading more shoujo manga, but oh, I I'm think sorry. at Go the ahead, time that, uh, that that episode came out, I hadn't finished Saris, but I have since then finished Saris. And yeah, like I said, that's one of my favorite manga now. Um, I haven't generally just been able to read a whole lot in the last couple of months, so I haven't gotten around to other things, but I, when they had a digital sale for Honey and Clover, I think that's Jose, though, but when they had a digital it, sale for it, it's so... It's Jose, but it's published through Shoujo Beat, so, like, you can give yourself those points. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can sort of bend the rules there, but, yeah, I bought all of that, so I'll read that at some point, especially since it's from the same guy as girl is Mar- who does march comes in like a lion which is huge right now yeah. so it's yeah. okay. the best anime on on any streaming service right now like fight me on it if you want <laughs> better than rakugo i okay well the truth here is that i'm actually in the middle of re-watching rakugo so i've not seen series two yet uh so oh, Maxie. maybe <laughs> <laughs> i had i forgot everything from I know, obviously, it's different time periods, uh, but I forgot everything from the first series in the gap. So, like, I've had to kind of brush up and get ready to return to my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Maxi season two is really good. <laughs> yeah. I can believe it. I've I've seen the, the opening animation, and Ugh. it's unreal yeah, it's how brutal. good that is. It, it's, it's chilly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and the manga's out now in English. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely going to be talking about that on the show. Hopefully, in the next couple of months, maybe closer to its uh, print release. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, we Lord loves March comes in like a lion. Like it filled the broken his broken heart after Bononofu got canceled. So <laughs> <laughs> his his broken shogi loving heart. So yeah, but yeah, that was a a lot of good episodes we did last year. It's really interesting to see what people really respond to do. I know for a fact that like on Tumblr, by far our most popular episode was the Inuyasha retrospective. Like that I'm not got the most likes and reblogs by far. On YouTube, our most popular episodes in terms of watch time are the JoJo stuff. Oh, okay. In terms of, but in terms of views and in terms of like the segments, because you know I haven't been uploading the full episodes. In terms of segments, like our most viewed episode by far is uh, the seg a segment from episode thirteen, our My Hero Academia discussion, which is pretty has significantly more views than a lot of the other videos, and actually garnered us a few new subscribers, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, we had uh, we had Josh Dunham on for the episode, which um, I forgot. That's actually another one of my favorites, too, because we talked about a lot of really interesting stuff that and I got to tell Josh about uh, World War Blue, which was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my friend Spark's least favorite episode because he had a really big issue with Josh's rant on my hero. Hey, look, he's not the only one who has issues with Josh and he won't be the last. <laughs> 
So but, I'm sure but Josh we're definitely is used having to Josh back on the show again because I love talking with him, and we yeah. have to have our inevitable fated duel over Devil Man this June. Yeah, we're definitely going to have him back on this year as well. Um, but transitioning into future manga fights, let's talk about who, what people's favorite manga fights of last year were, which was basically overwhelmingly the Inuyasha episode with Josh. So, yeah. Yeah. That was extremely popular. On YouTube, our, again, in terms of view time, the most watched was the, uh, the JoJo's one. But that's not on this poll. But also extremely popular on YouTube was the Torica one, which is the most viewed. So, which Ooh, is pretty interesting. That scares me because, like, I mean, I, I've said it in my like write up of it. Like, I feel like I could not have been less prepared when it actually started <laughs> up. Like, I, I've done so much prep, and then, like, we started up, and I was just like, "Crap, <laughs> it's all gone out of my brain." <laughs> huh. Nah, but that episode turned out really well. I mean, if I had to give my favorite, though, it was pr- it probably would be the JoJo's one, just because you know things just went crazy at those points. And Maxi, you surprised me with some of the out there answers you gave, and Wheeler also surprised me with like some of the comprehensive, like well thought out answers he gave. So that was a really fun episode. It, it's generally some of the most fun I've ever had podcasting. Like, it, if anybody listening hasn't listened to the JoJo manga fights, do it. What are you, an idiot? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Maxi answer. I love it. Yeah. What was your favorite manga fight, Colton? Um, I guess it, I guess it would have to be the Toriko one, mm-hmm. uh, just cause, um, I pulled that, uh, heel move at the end, or near the end, where I was like, okay, guys, you have to argue with me about why the time skip's good. I think that actually ended up being really interesting. It did, it did. It was a, it was a really cool change in format that I thought was pretty well done. I was really afraid that people were going to get upset by that and be like, oh, see, Colt's not a good judge. He, he just, he just gets, does whatever he wants or I think whatever. people just had issue with you being the judge for the Inuyasha one because you didn't know anything about Inuyasha. I mean, that's totally fair. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You get given an yeah. inordinate amount of crap anyway. Like, uh, you were being given crap by someone because you weren't being a particularly effective fact checker. Like... Uh, on eh. the JoJo one, which, like, fair enough, you didn't know the stuff past part four, but like, you weren't doing a bad job. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't think I was doing a bad job. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like, I wanted to be involved somehow. I didn't want to just be left out. I would have just been like, okay, I guess I'll just be over here, not recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes me, apparently. Aw, I like you. This is a series of strange coordinated attacks, isn't it? It's like they're out to get you. I mean, they're not. Don't don't well, think they are. For all you Colton <laughs> haters out there, I'm sorry to say he is going to be involved in manga fights going forward too. You know, so gonna have to deal with it. Well, well, well thank you, Sid. At least someone stood up for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the playground again. Yeah. Well, I mean, and how can you not? You're playing Yu-Gi-Oh again, so like. <laughs> We're all we're all elementary kids again. Yeah, it really does feel like I'm 11 again. I'm just getting into Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm unfortunately being called out on my weight, which was never fun. But whatever, I'm Ugh. I'm whatever. I'm over that at this point. Hard not to feel like Good. a kid again with Sailor Moon in theaters and Yu-Gi-Oh was in theaters. 
I mean, One Piece, like, I watch that one, so I guess that'll count. One Piece is in theater. And, like, all this anime coming to theater is like, oh, man, this is so nostalgic. No, no, nothing's changed, Sid. <laughs> well, uh, we should probably get, get back. It'll finish this off. So uh, people generally listen to our podcast on iTunes and all comic. That's pretty much where they listen to it, not really anywhere else. Yeah, uh, and then we got some comments about where what people would like to see more from us in 2017. Basically, more discussions and retrospectives, uh, a suggestion to be a little more concise, uh, talk about some older classics from before 2000, uh, talking about manga we haven't read yet, and uh, what manga we have read. Basically, just you know, reviewing stuff. Uh, a suggestion for. Colton to read more manga. Which, I'm, guys, uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I can't try any harder. <laughs> and then a Jose Insane series. So, yeah, those are all things we'll work on in the future. Yeah, those are some good suggestions. Mm-hmm. And as far as specific things people want to see us discuss or debate in 2017, 80s manga having an anime versus manga debate, Shonen Sunday, uh, how the U.S. manga industry got off the ground, Yu-Gi-Oh!, favorite untranslated manga, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Sugiromu Blame, and Dorohedro, and then long manga versus short manga discussion. Hmm. I definitely want to... I was telling Sid this off mic a uh, couple days ago, but like, I, I, at some point, sometime within the next like two years, I do want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! on this podcast. Yeah, and I think Full Metal Alchemist would be a good choice to do around the time the live-action movie comes out. So maybe we'll do that one later this year. Yeah, hopefully. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. And then as far as suggestions for who people want us uh, want us to have on as a guest on Manga Mavericks or Manga Fights, we have two suggestions for Akira Toriyama. And then one of them <sighs> is like, Akira Toriyama, but Sid doing a voice. Which I'm sorry. Maybe I maybe I can, I'll do that, <laughs> that sometime. <was> you? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that was me. The, the one with you doing it as a voice. I don't know what that was. Sounds like so. Like you could do any voice, and I'd believe you. I probably would improvise something based on his personality in Doctor Slump. Because I, I read, I read, I like I read sometimes manga out loud, and I invent voices for characters. So I invented. I, I don't know if I invented a voice for Toriyama, but I could probably figure something out. Probably, um, but yeah, we'll 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 get we'll get right on getting in contact with Toriyama, um, and we'll definitely have him on <laughs> in the next month or so. Uh, you, you heard it here first. Yeah, he can talk about his new manga he's doing on Matsu Kazu Katsura, which will come out eventually, probably, maybe. Who knows? I, we haven't heard anything about that since he first reported. Uh, Is that actually a thing that's happening? Like an, another one? Yeah, he said it, they were collaborating on a new project, so. Oh, that's got to be more Galactic Patrol stuff then, hasn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, it's literally the last two things they did. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking us off beat again just because I didn't know this piece of news. <laughs> Maybe this new one will tie in all the previous Galactic Patrol stuff together and create a Galactic Patrol expanded universe, which itself is just a part of the Dragon Ball expanded universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. So some other suggestions we got for guests. Uh, Allison 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have Allison on at some point, but I also told her I would only have her on if she read all of Dragon Ball. And I mean all of it. Hmm. But okay. May, may, but, may, but maybe we'll have her on before then. I don't know. I'm just trying to get her to read all of Dragon Ball. Yeah, we had two suggestions for Allison. So she is a pretty, like, popular pick, it seems, to have on. So, yeah, I think maybe we'll, if we have the opportunity and there's, like, something, like, I we know that she'd really love to discuss with us, we'll have her on. Kuroko's basketball. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe Haikyuu would probably be relevant. Yeah, I know she definitely loves Haikyuu. Uh, just generally someone from the early days of U.S. manga publishing people want us to have, and there's definitely a lot of people I, I've been thinking of reaching out to at certain times. It Translators nice. or editors, definitely I have some people in mind for that too. It's uh, kind of a difficult one as well, like, because what, what would you classify as the start of uh, U.S. manga publishing? Yeah, well, that's, someone who yeah. is like there during like maybe the 80s, 90s, when things were like really getting off the ground, like Jason Thompson. Yeah, like, I, I, that would probably be the right point. Yeah, or maybe during even the big boom in like early 2000s. So people who are around there, for, around the time of the Shonen Jump launch yeah. back in 03. Uh, my mind always goes back to uh, when things like Cobra and Bow were getting published uh, left to right, like in in single issues, which was yeah. a weird time. Yeah. Uh, I remember single issues. And the promise that they were going to start doing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Jason Thompson mentioned on the Anime Nostalgia podcast when they did an episode on JoJo's that, like, originally they were they were going to do JoJo's in single issues. But then that fell through when Bao didn't work out. And then later they were going to, you know, run it in Shonen Jump. Like when that was launching, there was plans to run a run a series in Shonen Jump, but that eventually didn't end up happening. So then finally, they just released Stardust Crusaders of Volumes, and it didn't do great. I don't think it did awfully, but it didn't. But according to Jason, it just didn't do great. So they just did yeah, Stardust Crusaders. They kept it in print, which is more than a lot of uh, low sellers do. Yeah. So yeah, that's. JoJo's the history of JoJo's being published in North America is pretty interesting. You gotta wonder, like, what could have been if JoJo's had been releasing single issues way back in the day, or, or a part of it had been running in Shonen Jump. That would have been interesting. Oh, speaking of anime nostalgia podcasts, there was a suggestion for Dawn, which yeah, I love her podcast, and I think that definitely there's an opportunity to get her on for for some certain episodes later in the year. And they also also suggesting the guys from the Manga Machination podcast, which is also a good podcast and I like those guys. So yeah, definitely think about reaching out to them. Uh, Daryl Surratt from Anime World Order, which is, yeah, of course, that's the guy we should be talking to too. So yeah, a lot of good suggestions for people to have on as guests that, yeah, we I'm definitely going to try and work on, like, getting some things set up for episodes in the future. So, yeah. Uh, and then just f- people left some final suggestions, thoughts, and criticisms. So, uh, there's some good support. Uh, <laughs> there was the funny suggestion, which I'm pretty sure I know who suggested this. Uh, get a mascot, like a gerbil or something. You can name him Colton Jr. Which Actually, I- was that you? No, it was. I don't think it was him. I, th- I think it was my friend Spark. 
on animation revelation. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know what? I, I'll draw that. I'll draw that and I'll, I'll edit that into our logo. <laughs> Colton Jr., the, mon- the manga love and gerbil. Yeah, yeah, the manga love and gerbil that doesn't read enough manga. <laughs> Another comment is that Colton reading manga like Sid. It's just, oh my God, people are really getting up on you for not reading manga. I know! <laughs> And then get a better MC for manga fights. Colton is too modest. Jesus, come on! <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> Apparently nobody likes me. Yeah. It's okay, we like you, Colton. Well, that's good. Then the seg into our next topic of... Well, I guess not next next topic of discussion, but uh, someone mentioned that they wanted to see us read some of the things done on the NYT bestselling list. And because they uh, want that's not going to happen. And, yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> well, well, we not. Will, we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. We yeah, but yeah, we have just a lot in of general. Thank you guys for like leaving these great suggestions and like filling out the survey. It's really useful information to know like who's listening, like what they really like about the show, like uh, how they prefer listening to the show, and how they prefer the show to be, and then also things that they really like, things that they wish to be improved on. This is all information that's really going to help us improve the show going forward. So big thanks, guys. This was really great. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, seeing this show just continue to improve going forward. Yep. Uh, And now that we spent 40 minutes on that, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I mean, it's fine. This is going to be a long episode anyway. Um, I guess uh, we, 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 I kind of forgot to mention at the top of the show, but uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do something kind of briefly, sort of in in line with uh, with the month of February, because uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. I thought I would take the opportunity to, because uh, we had actually, uh, Sid and Maxi kind of mentioned their thoughts on the last episode about their thoughts on a certain short-lived Shonen Jump series known as Love Rush by uh, Ryohei Yamamoto. And... Uh, I guess I might as well just get into it. Like reading the first chapter of that when it first, I guess, uh, premiered in Visit Shonen Jump, I was not a fan. I, um, I didn't. I just. It also. It probably didn't help that because uh, for those who don't know, this is basically a kind of a Monster Girls kind of rom com kind of thing. Generally speaking, um, like it didn't help that I was kind of burnt out on Nisekoi at that time, so I probably wasn't really ready for another rom com. Not that I'm really like a huge fan of rom coms in the first place, honestly. Um, my love story and Nisekoi for a while being kind of the exceptions. Um, my love story even more so because my love story is just so good. Um, but uh, yeah, es- essentially, like just in case people don't know what Love Rush is, just a quick synopsis it's basically about a guy who is diagnosed with something known as the uber male gene which uh basically means that he just looks more attractive to other girls than he actually is and all the girls just fall in love with him and it just causes him all sorts of problems his his genes are so powerful that uh all these different girls from other like supernatural uh, planes of existence and other monster girls and even cupids fall in love with him and a bunch of crazy stuff happens hijinks ensue essentially and um i guess just to kind of get my thoughts out of the way because I, I maxi and sid probably have more to say about this than i do but generally speaking as far as a 
cancel jump comic goes um i thought it was just kind of okay like uh, after i read it i didn't really think about it too much afterwards like th- th- there were some aspects about it i thought were kind of interesting but like uh, unfortunately because it was so short-lived um it was never gonna have the time to really like develop those aspects at all or really make more out of them i guess so i mean i don't know generally i just I just thought it was kind of okay. I, the ending I thought was actually kind of sweet, but other than that, I uh, it didn't really leave much of a mark on me. Um, I don't know. I guess Sid or Maxie, what do you guys think about this series in particular? Yeah, I wanted to kind of have a discussion on Love Rush just in general because I, you know, I was after listening to the High Five Cluster episode you and Maxie did, like I thought it would be really cool to just, you know, do more episodes, kind of spotlighting some of these like short-lived but very interesting cancel jump series and love rush to me was like a series that had just so much potential that i was just so absolutely crushed to see left go to waste because it got canceled and you know i really enjoy love rush like revisiting those at at the time i when i was first reading it i liked it but i didn't there was like going back to it like i like it even more because it's really really well written series i think what it's doing is just so much more interesting than your just general harem and like shonen romance comic because it gets rid of all the biggest cliche right out of the gate it's not about the fact that this kid uh what's his name uh Reiji. Reiji. It's not about Reiji not being able to confess his love to his childhood friend Shizuka. There's no like misunderstandings. They, they clear all that up in the second chapter. And it's just kind of de- focused on him trying to work out a relationship with her while having to deal with the advances of all these other girls. But the thing about these other girls is like, like they're attitudes and and like their reasons for wanting to love Reiji, even though it's influenced by the fact that he has this Uber gene, like they aren't shallow. They also have their own very interesting, like kind of feelings about the idea of love and what it means to be in a relationship. I think the biggest, like great uh, example of this is the storyline with Taiga, the uh, dog girl who like Reiji is uh, supposed to like, get into a relationship with and like she does it and she just thinks about love it's like just a physical kind of connect physical kind of thing and not doesn't have any uh, place any emotional weight in it it's like really interesting that to me encapsulate like what the series is going for in a really interesting way because what the angle that uh ryohei what's the manga his name ryota mamura Right? Uh, Yamamoto, I think. Yamamoto. Yeah, Yamamoto. What, so what? So it seemed to me what Yamamoto was trying to go for, like, it's, instead of just the series being about hijinks, it was really exploring kind of uh, different ways to approach the idea of love and different opinions about what relationships are, and like working out feelings and uh, you know, kind of 
insecurities about being in relationship and like the main like development and focused to me that like was particularly interesting was on the childhood friend Shizuka who you know at the beginning didn't see like Reiji in a romantic way but after he confesses to him like she has to really think about it and she can't doesn't really know how to express her feelings or how she really feels and so the run of the manga like really sees her just trying to figure out like how she feels about Reiji and then how uh, like whether she wants to be in a relationship with him and what that really even means and to me that was just so interesting there were just a lot of really interesting things that the manga was doing in terms of looking at relationships and kind of exploring them on a deeper level than what most other rom-coms I feel really do which are focused more on getting the hookup happening rather than going to like the, the opinions and like working through like how insecure people might feel and like how well formed or ill formed their uh, their uh, their ideas on love are, and I think if the manga had gone forward, it could have continued to explore those concepts in really interesting ways. Which is why I'm very disappointed that it ended. Because I mean, for for me personally, like I didn't used to be a fan of romantic comedies, and to a certain extent, I'm not a big fan of them. I'm not going to go out and watch a bunch of rom-com movies, but in the realm of manga, I do really appreciate well-done romance stories and well-done stories that look at relationships and people's ideas on love in an interesting way. That's a huge reason why I love Skip Beat so much, because the main character in Skip Beat does not want to fall in love and hates the idea of like letting herself fall in love, but so the series like sees her like trying to wrestle with those feelings as it goes on, as well as the feelings of, you know, her love interest, Ren. And so that's a huge reason why I love Skip Beat so much. And Real Avrush is very much in the same way in terms of like how it's exploring the psychologies of the characters in a relationship rather than their, their efforts to get hooked up. And I really appreciated that. I, I do I do kind of want to backtrack a little bit and say that you know when I made that comment about oh hijinks ensuing that's just I no, mean there's yeah a lot I, of comedy like also reading the series like it does have a lot of really great comedy like there's just this great sequence of slapstick in the second chapter where Shizuka is just like warding off all of Reiji's pursuers and like. And she like throws garlic into the mouth of this vampire girl, and then she that was actually that was actually pretty funny. That's a great panel too. And then she she like flips over this oni girl, and like it's, it's really great comedy moments. Like the the art the art is really lends itself really well to comedy, and it reminds me a lot of Komi Naoshi's style of comedy too in Nizikoi. But like, yeah, I can see it that. feels a lot brisker here and a little more fresh. I wanted to backtrack on what I said earlier just because, like, that that is a fair point. Like, a lot of the reason why I don't like rom-coms, especially in anime and manga, is because there's, there's so many tropes in that genre that I am so tired of seeing. Like, I hate it. I hate it when rom-coms do, th- do things like, I don't know, say just off the top of my head um maybe the main character accidentally is somehow in the girl's locker room for some dumb reason for some extenuating circumstance uh obviously not of his own will of his own free will and maybe he gets 
uh, he he gets caught in the locker room and all the girls just assume oh he's a he's a giant pervert and he should die and I'm just not going to listen to his side of the story about why he's here I'm just going to assume the worst in everybody and I just I I don't I don't like this is just kind of my problem with a lot of romances in general too now that I think about it, is that I don't a lot of the misunderstandings that come about with like you know stuff like love triangles and stuff I like always gets on my nerves because it's always stuff that you could uh that you could like easily fix if you just sit down and talk about it if you like if like real people would sit down and talk this stuff out and like actually come to some kind of reasonable conclusion whereas i feel like that doesn't really happen a lot in a lot of romance uh com- comedies in general but i will give love rush this whether it's because it maybe didn't have the time to or whether Yamamoto didn't want to focus on such tropes, you know, he there there really wasn't a lot of that in Love Rush. And I do have to commend it for that. Um, so that that made it a lot easier for me to read um, because we thankfully didn't have to go through near uh, like really any of that kind of thing. So I am happy for that. That is a big plus in my book. So. That's why I, I just kind of wanted to retract what I said about hijinks and suing. That's mostly me being facetious, but that is generally something I really do like about Love Rush. And I also do want to say I agree with all of your points. I do think those are all very good things about the comic, but it's also one of those things where it's like it only ran for 13 chapters, so it was kind of hard for me to get like too emotionally invested in what's going on when the series is so short. That's fair, but again, it was the potential and, like, what it was doing, like, what I noticed it was doing that was really intriguing to me and, like, really got me caught up. And I do, like, genuinely, like, I did really genuinely, like, get really invested in Shizuka's character arc. I remember I put her She was probably my, the best character. Yeah, I put her as my character of the week, like, twice last year, which there was only a select number of characters I put twice, and considering how... Uh, short lived Love Rush is that does say quite a lot about like how much I really enjoyed that character arc. But you know, we haven't let Maxi get a word in edgewise. I want his opinions here. Yeah, I, I, I am interested in what Maxi thinks. So go ahead, Maxi. I'm, I'm having a good time listening. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I come in as like someone who's a big fan of uh, jump romances in particular. Like, I mean, I made such a big deal when Nisquay was about to break the record for like longest romance and jump. Like, I, I pay too much attention to stuff. And like Yamamoto Ryohei is a really accomplished creator for someone who's had no successes. Like, the, the quality of both this and uh, E-Robot is like, I, I can't even think how to put it. They're, they're too, they're too rude to safely get votes but they're too tame to appeal to the people who want to read an etchy series yeah so like they occupy this weird space which is a shame because they're almost always good like love rush in particular i mean you were saying it yourself Colin, like it's pretty much devoid of cliche like it dodges so many of those awful traps that every romance comic has to have especially if it's a shonen one and like and it does it with a plum the, the characters are well developed or even just have like simple goofy gags like there's a lot of they're not really what I call Toriyama gags, but they're in that same realm of uh, stupid old man jokes. Like the fact that <laughs> one of the main love interests, the Cupid, is called Kokoro Roko Rokoko. <laughs> like, it's one of those names that's deliberately hard to say. Like, you, you hear that sort of thing in, like, a Rakugo story of just, like, something that you stumble your mouth over. It's a good feeling. It's good comedy. Yeah, it's a good tongue twister. Exactly, exactly. And, like, it does such a great job. I, I've said previously on both social media and on the unreleased episode of this that I think there's a really interesting read of Shizuku and her 
inability to deal with uh, her own feelings and indeed the idea of a date, how you're supposed to behave around a person. Like, even even eye contact is something she's not very good at, which reads as heavily coded. Like, a lot of people have said, oh, it's just one of those sort of uh, more empty female characters in the series. But for a romance comic in particular, it reads heavily coded as someone who's, like, significantly on the autism spectrum, which would be unprecedented for a Shonen Jump manga, but is also just kind of... When you can read a series that's only 13 chapters long and you can have deep reads into characters like that easily, it surprises me, especially for a series that decided to go and call like the thing that makes Reishi handsome the uber male gene, which like until I got to the end of chapter one, I thought this was going to be garbage. It, it's called oh, the yeah. uber male gene. That's like, that's set to appeal to a certain group of people. And <laughs> those people are Nazis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, but the fact, the fact that Love Rush worked out and, and it's like one of my favorite things that came out last year. And like, I, I've been having to keep my ear to the ground waiting for volume two to uh, be available again on Yes Asia. Cause like, I, I need to just buy both volumes of the series. Like, they, they've got such a nice cover treatment. They're good series that they're far better than they deserve to be as a series that got cancelled of 13 chapters in. And I think that's, I mean, it's part of why I like a lot of these cancelled comics, especially things like Love Rush, where they're, they get cancelled because they're low stakes, because they're kind of weirdly relaxed. They're not like, they're not fighting for readers. They're just trying to tell a story. And it almost never works out for them. But at least with Love Rush, it feels like... Like, if you don't look at, like, the colour page at the start of it or whatever that shows, like, here's all the characters we could have had. Like, you would think <laughs> it was just supposed to be a couple of volumes long. Is it one of the things? I think it's, like, the second chapter. Yeah, lo- looking looking at that... Uh, looking at the... Uh, front cover at jump from when that act when that premiered in jump i did notice yeah I'll, like only one or two of those girls actually made uh, like actually had any real role in the series at all mm-hmm. which is like i mean I, I throw this out here a lot i, I always use like zombie powders as an example of this but like you should never have your opening cover or color page show all the characters you're going to do one day <laughs> because that's almost always tempting fate to cancel you like yeah. What what a mess. But Love Rush, it's it's really good. Like uh one of those things that people just can't read again in English now though. Yeah, unless you have the back issues. Yeah, cuz I I'm sure I'm sure Viz isn't going to bother putting uh, putting this out in volume form. No. Like there'd be no benefit for that. I think like I I knew a lot of people were talking about it as it was coming out, but I I don't think those people would care enough to buy the volumes. Yeah, I, I think it did war. It did win people over, like overall, because there were a lot of people who are like distrustful of it because it was from the E Robot creator, and E Robot yeah. had a very poor reception. But yeah. it you amazes know- me because I thought that series <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, but it was Doctor Slump for a new generation. They didn't know what they had. E.E. E. Yeah. Robot, I will say, I don't think. I mean, it was dumb, but it was the kind of dumb I really enjoyed. So I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was knowingly dumb. Like it wasn't just doing awful jokes about breast missiles. It was doing awful jokes about breast missiles because isn't that just like the most stupid and on the nose thing this robot girl could have? Like, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, it's very interesting that Love Rush gained such a cult following. Like, the Weekly Monka Recap guys were like, got complaints that 
the series wasn't included in their like best manga of the year poll that they had put up and, and like because you know there were a lot of people who actually really enjoyed that manga so mm. it's pretty interesting i'm i'm willing i'm willing to admit that love rush does have a lot of uh did have a lot of potential and had a lot of again a lot of really great interesting aspects about it uh that are i think are a, a bit hard to ignore but yeah, like I said, it's just it's just my problem with you know these comics and how early on they're canceled. For me personally, they don't get a lot of chance to leave a lot of impact on me. Um, I feel like the one the one canceled jump comic I've ever read that's really left some kind of impact on me would probably, or I guess left the most impact on me would probably be something like Omagadoki Zoo, which, to be fair, ran way longer than any like other canceled jump comic i've ever read at like 38 chapters i believe it ran for almost a yeah, year which is pretty run. good uh-huh. yeah yeah but uh i mean that might not be a fair example but yeah so g- generally speaking they don't they don't leave a lot of impact on me in general because they're so short and because they don't they they present a lot of interesting ideas but they don't get nearly enough time to really explore them which I understand the reason why that is because they're canceled so early on, but uh, and that's that's just a problem with me in general, personally. But now I'm 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 willing to give Love Rush its due. I like I was I was totally expecting to hate it uh, based on that first chapter because I didn't really care for that first chapter too much because I think it is pretty misleading. But you know I I am willing to admit yeah it has it has its good points and it does present some interesting ideas but at the end of the day I'm probably not going to think about it ever again. That's fair though I disagree about the first chapter because rereading it I th- I thought it was actually really great and it does kind of set up everything it was going for too. With the knowledge of where it's going to go on rereading the first chapter I have a lot more affection for it but like yeah. I I can only imagine that a lot of the people actually reading a weekly shonen jump in Japan probably had the same sort of like uh dislike of those first what 10 or so pages that really made it a hard sell like that first chapter needs to hit hard and love rushes didn't yeah i think that i think the uber male gene thing just as a concept was enough to turn a lot of people off yeah that that's that's my that's my that was my biggest problem with it was that like like do do you really need a reason for for all these girls to fall in love with the main character like i i just i thought that was i thought that was kind of a i don't know well, I think I it, just... it works out as a funny reason, and it's also it works out in the in the sense that he has to ward off all these like crazy supernatural chicks. Ultimately, they get attracted to him. So I, I will I will say it, it did lead to kind of an interesting idea for a character arc at the very end, where because of this, I don't know what you would call it, disease disorder, the, this this thing that he's born with, that he has a lot of trouble opening up to people. And really doesn't un- really doesn't know how uh, how meaningful uh, the feeling of love really is, like how much love really means to people. You know, one of those things where it's like, oh, uh, how, how much does it mean when somebody tells you that you know that they love you? And I I, I thought that was actually pretty poignant near the end. I, that could have I thought that was a, again another really interesting idea for I think what could have been a really good character arc. Yeah, sure, for sure. Um, but I, I think I think overall it was it was okay. Yeah, 
But you don't have regrets. No, I I don't have regrets. Like it was it was a nice little thing to kind of like because admittedly I did read most of it at work. Um, <laughs> you know when when I didn't have as many uh, uh customers coming in and ordering food, you know I would just kind of sit down in the lobby and read it to kind of pass the time. It was, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. It, it was it was a good time waster at least. You know I uh, like like Maxie said I don't regret reading it, but you know well. I definitely am rather sad that the series was cancelled because I think it, it could have been really great had it like give been given more time. But just as it stands, like just as a short work, I just think it ends up being really strong too and I really enjoy it. And and like well I wanna see more rom coms in the vein of Love Rush going forward. So I'm hoping that uh the new jump start that's debuting this round that is going to be a romantic comedy kinda follows in that vein and it kinda you know, I I kinda want a replacement for Nizikoi that really takes what was great about that series and really focuses on it all the way through instead of getting bogged down in like filler. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping to see that kind of thing pop up. And Love Rush could have been that, but it just didn't get the chance to. Yeah. And I think that about does it for this special episode of Manga Mavericks. Uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, this is an excerpt from our uh, previous episode, episode 24, that... Uh, we have decided to save for this week, uh, going over the results of our first ever podcast survey, and also our thoughts on short-lived Shona Jump series, Love Rush. So, hope you guys uh, enjoyed that, um, and uh, hopefully you'll look forward to our next full uh, full episode of Manga Mavericks. Uh, uh, we will definitely be talking about our thoughts on the first chapters of both We Never Learn and U19, along with uh, uh, some some news items. And uh, I think I can say this now. Uh, me and Sid are planning on talking about, because uh, if you remember from episode 24, we had uh, previously reported about uh, Kodansha starting a uh, simul-publishing of Yoshitoki Oima's uh, new series, To Your Eternity, uh, of which you can buy uh, a new chapter every week for 99 cents, I believe, over at Comixology. And um, hopefully uh, sometime this week I'm going to uh, sit down and uh, read whatever's out of that. And uh, me and Sid are going to talk about that as sort of our uh, main discussion for the next episode of Manga Mavericks. So please look forward to all of that. Uh, I definitely can't wait to uh, start reading that soon. But um you know, as uh, as for this episode of the podcast, I um, guess I should uh, go over all of our uh, stuff. And uh, since uh, Maxie and Sid are not here with me right now, I should uh, plug their stuff first. So, um, again, we, we really enjoyed having Maxie on that episode. We I, I, There are very few people that uh, me and Sid would really want to record four hours of audio with. And Maxie is uh, one of those few. Uh, so, uh, please follow Maxi, uh, wherever you can. He's really, uh, really somebody I always look forward to, uh, hearing their thoughts about, uh, about, uh, manga from, uh, and somebody I've been a fan of for a long time, and I'm glad that I get to talk to him as much as I do now. So, you know, if you haven't heard of it, or if you've never checked it out, 
please visit Friendship Effort Victory. That's at friendshipeffortvictory.com. It's uh, basically Maxi's podcast slash blog about uh, Show to Jump and uh, his thoughts on uh, whatever uh, concerns the magazine. So um, if you're a fan of Shonen Jump like me and uh, Sidar, you'll definitely want to follow his blog and uh, be on the lookout for the new run of his podcast, hopefully coming soon. Uh, We know that he has about seven episodes, I think, of that uh, planned out. So um, again, look forward to those when those are out. But in the meantime, he's been uh, posting a lot of interesting blog posts about... uh, a lot of different things, such as again his thoughts on uh, on the new uh, Jump series coming out. So uh, if you want to see some early thoughts on those, uh, definitely uh, give those a look. Again, that's at friendshipeffortvictory.com. And uh, as for Twitter, you could follow him. That's at uh, Maxi the B. Uh, so uh, please follow him. Again, uh, a lot of great insight, very interesting thoughts. And uh, uh, we love talking to him. So uh, if you're listening, Maxi, uh, thanks for uh, recording with us for so long. Uh, and what feels like uh, at least one Sunday a month. Uh, but um, uh, as for Sid, uh, you could follow him on Twitter. That's at Lum Ramayasha. Uh, Sid would want me to uh, let everybody know, just in case you may not know, that uh, he is on an internet hiatus at the moment. So he doesn't tweet much, but, uh, you know, if you want to message him, you know, just, uh, uh, message him directly, uh, you know, his DMs are open, uh, if you want to talk to him more directly, and he will answer, um, I should know, we, uh, we, we talk a lot, actually, through direct messages on Twitter, always, uh, discussing ideas for the show and whatnot, and, uh, I guess I should also mention his, uh, his art blog, that's at sidguptaawesomeart.tumblr.com. Uh, please follow that. That's uh, where you can find a lot of uh, Sid's uh, art and animation and things, his uh, his creative stuff. Um, go check that out. It's pretty cool from what I've seen. Uh, and uh, yeah, so please follow Sid. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, if he wasn't, I wouldn't be podcasting with him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, that's, that's the best rigging endorsement I can give at uh, four in the morning. I mean, what? I'm not recording this late. Um... I'm tired. Like you could tell I'm just rambling at this point, but I'm almost done. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Colton. That's at Sniper King 323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G 323. Um, I also do a lot of other podcasts besides this one. Uh, basically, if you want to hear me talk about Gintama, there's Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed, there's One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.wordpress.com. Um, I think that's about it for all my stuff. But uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, you know, you can always listen to every episode of the Manga Mavericks podcast and all of our uh, our uh, basically our uh, sister podcasts, such as Manga Fights and uh, Movie Mavericks at allcomic.com. Uh, you can also follow us on facebook.com slash all.comic or on twitter.com slash allcomic underscore. Um, but if you just want to follow Manga Mavericks uh, specifically, uh, you could follow us on Twitter at manga underscore Mavericks for the latest updates on the podcast and uh, just some cool tweets in general. A lot of cool retweets. Um, you can also email us anything about uh, the podcast or just... You know, what are you reading? Uh, what do you think about some of these jump starts? Uh, just uh, 
don't just 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 send us whatever you want in general. We'll read it on the show. Um, that's uh, you can email us at mangamavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We would really appreciate that if you could. Um, gives us a little more uh, cu- uh, publicity on iTunes. That's always a good thing. Um, but I think that's going to be about it. I've rambled enough. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this uh, little bonus thing. Uh, hopefully the results of this survey were interesting to you, and uh, uh, hopefully our love for us discussion was just as interesting. So uh, join us next time for episode 25 of the podcast. This has been the Maga Mavericks podcast on allcomic.com, and we will see you guys next time. Sayonara. Sayonara.